All right, team, welcome back to the Monday Morning Dad podcast with your favorite people, Ryan and Ben. Hey, ben, so glad that we can we can get together every couple weeks now, uh, mainly just so our moms can listen to this. Does your mom even, does your mom listen to any of these or no? No, I'd have to teach her how to use podcasts, and I don't know if it's worth it. Do we need to give her a shout out or anything? Sure. Uh, Diana Garcia in Burleson, Texas. Love you. You're the best. I know my mom and all of her friends listen to this because literally 24% of, I just looked on my phone, 24% of our listeners are over the age of 60. Nice. No offense, mom. I love you. Um, But anyway, completely unrelated note, but I just have to throw this out there too. Ben and I have matching shoes now. The exact same shoes. Granted, you got them first, but I got them at half the price. So I think I think I won out. (laughs) I was just excited. So do we need to tell them what shoe it is and why we're so excited about this? Uh, Yeah, go for it. Hold it up. I don't have them with me. I'd have to run and go get them. And no one's going to see this, I don't think. But they are um, the Reebok Nano 10s. Now, Ryan, he owns several pair of the Nano series from Reebok. I own zero. So when these came out, they look beautiful. And I'm trying to get my fitness back in into gear, trying to work on this dad bod. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna sp- I had a little extra cash. So I'm like, I'm gonna spend some money. And I'm I'm not even gonna try to find a deal. I'm just gonna go and get them. And so I paid a lot of money for these very pretty shoes, I must say. And my my workout game is off the charts now that I have them. I was gonna say, have you actually worked out on them yet? Like twice. It's a busy season, man. We had Easter, but yes, uh, a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, planning for Christmas now. I get it, man. Ministry, it's, it's how it goes. Well, I think they're just going to be some casual shoes for me right now, mm. but we'll see. Once I break them in a little bit, I might might start to dabble in some workouts there. But All right, Ben, first things first. What are, uh, what are you looking forward to this week in the sports world? What's something that kind of caught your eye in the sports world? Um, well, baseball is all in. We talked about this last week. Texas is all in on baseball, 100% capacity, no masks, no COVID, no problem. So American. But uh, last week, um, the San Diego Padres had their first no hitter. Everyone was very excited about that in Southern California. Um, they had that at the expense of the Texas Rangers pride Um and uh, so I have nothing too good to report about the Texas Rangers, but I think that was some good news. Shout out to Joe Musgrove, 28-year-old, threw his first no-hitter. That's fun. Uh, still haven't made it out to a game, but um, caught a couple of highlights, and or I should say lowlights, I should say. I, I'm just glad sports is, is, is up and running. And so uh, that's all I got for sports section this week. 28-year-old. What were you doing at 28? I, that makes me feel so bad about my life sometimes when I hear Not throwing guys. no hitters, for yeah, sure. I'm like, I, I went wrong somewhere in life, but that's all right. The thing I'm looking forward to the most is the NFL draft coming up uh, next Thursday, I believe, the 29th. So I'm mainly excited to see where my Golden Gophers end up. That's kind of like the only reason I pay attention to it for the most part. It looks like, mm-hmm. so Rashad Bateman, he's their, their big wide receiver star that was like in and out last year. Um, but anyway, he, he should end up going in the first round. It'll be exciting to see where he goes unless it's to the Packers. Cause that's stupid. And then one of the Gophers corners will probably be like a second day guy. So I'm one of those dumb fans that thinks like your NFL team 
should just draft all of your college favorites. You know what I mean? So like I get for a little your upset. NFL team being the, the Vikings. Do people know about this? <laughs> yeah, my NFL team is the Vikings. So I, I get a little upset when like the Vikings don't draft any gopher players, especially when they have the opportunity to. Like they, right they could have gotten Antoine Winfield Jr. last year, the safety for the Buccaneers who won a Super Bowl this past year. Good for him, but whatevs. But I, there's probably a reason. Like the the gophers are not good, which would mean the Vikings would probably not be good. So I'm sure Antoine is really upset that he didn't get to stay in his, you know, home team. He's is he even from Minnesota? Oh, he's got some Minnesota roots, man. His dad played for the Vikings and everything. That's why it was like it was meant to be, and they passed him up. And but he's glad to be with Uncle Tom Brady. <laughs> I should say Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's glad to get that ring. Well, how are your cowgirls looking this year? They need to tighten up that defense. Man, this is the year, baby. We're going all the way. Dak Prescott is getting healthy. He's working out. He's posting workouts. His ankle's looking good. We're going all the way to to the Super Bowl this year. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I did not. I I think I heard that from you last year and the year before, probably the year before that. So uh, we'll see. But, yeah, this is the year, man. This is the year. It is. 2022. Well, stick around. We're going to get into something good today. I told Ben – I'm ready for my spanking from the Holy Spirit today. But when we come back, we will talk about everyone's favorite thing, screen time. Okay, Ben, time to jump into something that I know a lot of dads uh, are probably dealing with on a daily basis, if we're being honest, and that's screen time. So there's really like two ways of looking at this, I think. And I'm sure they could each probably be their own podcast episode. But we'll try to hit them both together today a little bit. And that's screen time for you and screen time uh, for your kids. So I, I know I told you when we were planning this that I'm ready for my spanking from the Holy Spirit because this is something that I've yet to get a really good handle on. So mm. just know that as I'm talking about this today, that I am one of the worst offenders. Are you feeling that heat too, Ben, or no? I am not because I am covered by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am walking through this journey of sanctification, amen, and hallelujah, but yeah, I need to work on this for sure. Uh, I'm not going to, hey, I think it'd, it'd be wise for us, we're not going to bring up our wives and their scream time in this situation. <laughs> Let's just stick to ourselves there you go. for the sake of our own well-being. I think that'd probably be best. Well, let's stop avoiding it, I guess, and uh, we'll get after it real quick. Screen time for us as dads first. Sound good? Let's do it. All right. I got a surprise for you then, Ben. Oh, boy. Grab your phone. You got your phone with you? Oh, man. We're going to pull it out real quick, live. We're going to put it out there, share our stats. So go into settings, go to screen time. Uh, Let me know what you see. But I've seen I've seen some studies that show that the average American spends like anywhere from 10 to 11 hours a day in front of a screen. So not just your phone, but that's like whether that's your phone, computer, TV, which absolutely blew my mind because there's there's like basically no time for anything else at that point, if you're spending 10 to 11 hours a day in front of a screen, but, uh, all right. What do you see? What do you see on your screen? Uh, you're asking for my daily average daily average. Yeah. What you got five hours, nine minutes. Oh man. Which is 15% down from last week. So last week was a bad week. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm at three hours and 50 minutes, which is it's down 7% from last week. So Hey man, wow. we're, we're trending down a little bit, but, um, I don't know if there's any, like if you cl- click on see all activity, 
Yep, I'm on it. I don't know if there's, if you're looking at that, like anything from here really stand out to you and, and convict you a bit? Yeah, I guess Wednesday was a bad day. <laughs> I, I, I spiked up to, and I don't know what this includes. Maybe, you know, I might've been like showing the kids a movie on the phone. Oh, sure. Or something. I don't know. But I got seven hours and 15 minutes on Wednesday. Well, scroll down. It'll tell you what's most used and, uh, and let you know. I think the thing that's most surprising for me is just the, the number of pickups. So just the number of times that I uh, pick just up my pick it phone. Up. It just shows like how close I'm keeping that phone and how it's like the first place my mind goes when there's any sort of break and things going on around me. So Yeah, mine is messages and Instagram. Those are the two tops. Oh, there you go. That's not so too texting bad. Texting jokers like you. Yeah, probably. That's how it goes, man. That's how we, that's how we get things done. But that's right. it really, uh, it really come, kind of begs the question for me, though. And this isn't meant to be a rhetorical question by any means, but um, like, how are we entertained? And more importantly, I think, how are we being discipled? So are, are we letting our social media and screens disciple us? You think you got any uh, thoughts about that? Um, if, if we are, I would say it's, it's passive discipleship, if that makes any sense. We're not intentionally going there to learn and model, model our lives. But if we're, if you're like following any influencers or sports people like that's, I mean, you could define it as that that's who you're going to for, for multiple hours in the day, you're going to those people and consuming their content. It's going to affect you somehow. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to actually jack this straight from pastor Jeff's sermon this past week. So we started a new series called, uh, transform your thinking, just like a quick four week series. Anyway, the first week was about, uh, by renewing your mind. And he was looking at Romans 12 verse two, which says, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And his main point was basically like that every, every day we're being told how to think, whether, uh, like what's important, how you should spend your money, how to view yourself, uh, how you should process world events and social issues and like what you should like, what you should share, all that stuff. And it's a constant pull for your attention. And, and like everything on our screen is basically telling us how we need to think. And so uh, I was thinking about that. Like we're in, we're in pretty big trouble if we're allowing our social media, like our commercials uh, that we see, even some of the groups that we're a part of in quote unquote real life, if we're allowing them to uh, disciple us and convince us how to think instead of allowing God's word to, to transform our thinking. And, and kind of like what you were, what you were saying too, is I'd say God's word requires a little bit more of an active listening mm-hmm. as opposed to those other forms of media, which are, like you said, more passive. So uh, we really need to fight to be intentional about like what's shaping our thinking. So that's kind of, um, those are my my thoughts on that and i I know well i know your job is a little different than mine obviously like you got to be up in front of people on sundays and hypothetically be meeting people and around people but uh, i haven't been in the office to work in over a year so like beginning of march i haven't haven't been in the office since then which means i'm kind of like chained to my I'm sitting at my desk where I usually work during the day. I got my work computer literally sitting right next to me. Got my work phone right next to me. I'm chained to these things most of the time during the week. Uh, have you found that you have been doing like more of your ministry on devices now, or is it kind of normal life for you? Uh, I would say, 
and I'm I'm real time evaluating my choices right now. But I have because of uh, your five hours plus that you spend on the phone all day. Yes, yes. I have my work email, my work calendar, my work to do list is all on my phone. And I have on my phone also is my normal personal calendar, personal to do list. So like I'm pretty dependent on my phone to be productive, to keep appointments, to be on time. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that's healthy, if that's not healthy, if that's a positive or negative, but it's definitely contributing because what happens is the, the phone alerts, hey, you got a meeting in 30 minutes, or hey, you need to fill out this report. Okay, say, thank you, phone, for reminding me. You're so helpful. Let me just pop on and see what Ryan's, <laughs> what kind of pillow fort Ryan is making with his kids uh, on Instagram real quick. Oh, and then I'm going to go on and I'm going to see what's happening on the Sports Center uh, app. Or, you know, like it just leads, it's really, it's really helpful, but then it leads to like just little one-offs that add up over the day. Yeah, no, I get that. And for the record, I make some banging forts for uh, for my kids. So you should all follow me on Instagram to see my forts. <laughs> some of my proudest moments. But the, I mean, the thing that I've been struggling with, I think the most, especially this past year, is that, like I said, I'm, I'm often, I hate to use the word chained, but like I'm using my laptop and my phone a lot for work purposes. And even like you, like just daily things to keep me quote unquote focus, like that's the intent of it at least. But obviously, like you said, it's taking your attention away at times too. But uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts about this, but is there anything that you found that um, that helps you sort of limit screen time, especially if our jobs do depend on it? Like, do you have any practical ways to do that or no? Um, this, is, this may sound like an oxymoron, but having a smartwatch has helped explain because i'll get the ding i'll still get the notification but if i can leave my phone away from me i don't it, it limits the the uh what, what am i trying to say yeah the, exactly the extra mean. wasted time of scrolling on something i just get the alert whether it's my to-do list or my calendar or even a text message like i'm not spending the time to respond to that as much as if i just had my phone with me. so everybody go get an apple watch and you'll be all right It'd be great. Shout out to Apple. This this podcast is brought to you by um, Apple Watch. They're sending us some free ones as we speak, Ben. Ready? <laughs> I mean, there's a few things that I've been working on, uh, especially this past year, just to kind of, they've given me a chance to um, like lift up my head a little bit and get out of a screen, be present in the world around me some. And uh, the one big adjustment that I've made at work, this is just a minor thing that I've, it took me some time to figure out, like for a while, Zoom was all the rage and like we're trying to set up Microsoft Teams for work and uh, getting all these video meetings together. And I'm like, and this is this is kind of stupid. So I, I've just started making more phone calls instead of relying on like mm. video meetings. So uh, and and emails, too. So it, not only is it more of a personal touch than than emails, but a little more efficient. Sometimes it saves me getting distracted by all the back and forth notifications and I can do other things like make meals and go on a walk while I'm having these phone calls. Uh, so that's been pretty helpful. And um, the other thing I do is make sure that I can get away to the gym for a little bit and like get away from those things that are grabbing my attention, like screens. But even with that, I found myself leaving my phone out and like saying like, Oh, I got to check the workout on my phone. But really same thing with you is like, I check the workout and then I 
check all those other red notifications to see what's going on. So I was, I was having a conversation actually with my coach about that. And he was, uh, he sent an email out to like his big group email list that he has. And it, it felt like it was sent directly to me, just basically saying when he turns around from coaching, the, the thing that he hits the most is just seeing people's heads down, looking at a phone. Um, and I was like, oh, crap. And I got I was literally just doing this an hour before he sent this. So uh, but those are just a couple of things uh, that have been helpful for me in the, the practical world. Well, I think the one of the overwhelming themes, especially in, in the New Testament with the ministry of Jesus, is that God cares about our hearts. He cares about our motivations. And so when it comes to screen time, if you if that's a discipline that you want to um, develop, it's just like with a gym, if you're going to you got to make time to do it. You have to intentionally put the phone away from yourself. You have to charge it away from your nightstand if you don't want to wake up and look at your phone right away. Like you just have to be intentional um, when it comes to everything, especially when it comes to like how our kids are are uh, consuming screen time. Well, Ben, great segue. Uh, let's switch it up here a little bit and talk about how our kids are impacted by screen time. Because obviously uh, our kids are at, they're everywhere on the spectrum from how old's Adeline now? Like nine. 14, uh, nine, yeah, same thing, same whatever. Thing. So nine down to whatever Josiah and Riley are too. Um, yeah. So they're all over the world with screen time, what they're watching, how much they're watching. Uh, first question for you. Have you guys talked about getting a cell phone yet for Adeline? No, I don't, I don't even know when that's going to happen yet, but no, uh, <laughs> not yet. Hopefully never. Her friends already have them though. That's what I'm grade. saying. It's not absurd. Yeah. I mean, it is absurd, but it's not like completely out of the question. Yeah. Well, I know parents have like different thoughts about how to treat screen time and some parents swear by, by different shows, whatever. So, uh, I mean, what do you think? So how should parents treat screen time? Is it like a like a babysitter, like a reward, something like super evil that should just be completely avoided. What do you think? Uh, well, I'm going to go to Proverbs. This is a classic parenting verse, Proverbs 22, 6. Train, I'll say it again, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Our, our primary job as parents is to train our kids in the ways of Jesus. We're not just managing behavior so i think if we're just managing like up oh, screen time's up like you could still be watching something terrible on tv even though you only had five minutes of screen time that day or let's say you cut out screen time altogether your kids could be terrible still they could be really mean kids or read really terrible books like we all have sin in our hearts we are to train our children um, to love jesus and love the things of jesus this can be done with screen time you know um we we I think just managing your content, how much are they watching? What are they watching? Are, are the big, um, big key things when it comes to this. So you're not saying like completely avoid it altogether. Do we, do we treat it as some sort of like, how do you guys do it? Do you treat it as a reward? Do you have like a set time during the day where like, okay, you guys can watch TV from this time to this time. What, what goes on in the Garcia house? Um, I would say screen time in the garcia house is kind of like dessert i love dessert do you you love dessert ryan uh can you tell <laughs> that wasn't a fat joke man oh, I love sorry. You, Dad. uh sometimes it's sometimes it's a reward right sometimes it's hey you finish your plate here you go you know sometimes we had a long day 
you had an extra long day at school, maybe you had testing at school, maybe, you know, we've had to do a lot of grown up things all day and we haven't been able to focus on you. Let's sit down and watch a movie. Or maybe it's just Friday and we have pizza night. Let's put a movie on. But we also sometimes parents, you need a win. And the day is going nuts. Your kids are going crazy. You got things to do. The house is a mess. Like sometimes you just need a little pacifier, put on some bluey and just get you 30 minutes of some quiet. So I don't have a hard, fast rule. I think we just try to manage content and we're pretty cognizant of how much time our kids have spent in front of the TV. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really used it like dessert. We tend to use uh, dessert like dessert if you can't tell. <laughs> so sure. uh, we're, we're like all about the ice cream, the, uh, the crumble cookies, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a, a pretty healthy way. Uh, sorry, no pun intended. Pretty healthy way of looking at it. Um, and I found that we've kind of like trained Grace, our, our oldest, that once her sister Riley is asleep, it's, it's time to watch a show. So like odds are she's probably sitting upstairs right now watching a show. If she's not watching a show, she's she's begging for it. So even during the day, she'll be like, uh, when's Riley going to sleep? Just knowing that selfishly she wants to watch TV. But, um, I guess like keeping, keeping this dessert analogy going a little bit when it's time for dessert in our house, we're not like telling our kids, uh, Hey, go in the freezer, grab whatever you want, eat as much as you want. And then at some point I may like cut you off. Right. That's, that's probably pretty irresponsible as a parent. Right. 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 So like with TV how or screen time, whatever it is, how do you filter that content for your kids? Like, is there a criteria of what they should or shouldn't watch and like how long they're watching it? Well, the way we've kind of worked it out is I try to watch everything that they watch first or watch it with them real time. So if I'm going to do like, hey, Adeline, who's nine, she can handle the remote on an Apple TV really well. If I'm going to send them off to watch something, I'll say, hey, you're only allowed to watch something that we've already seen. No new shows. Because mm-hmm. I don't trust these. The algorithm doesn't care about my kids. The algorithm just has a big block that says kids shows, kid friendly, rated G, rated everyone. And it could be about all sorts of witchcraft or kids kissing or whatever. I don't know. But if I'm at least there, um, you know, for instance, like Raya, we just watched Raya. Uh, a few weeks back. Uh, it's the newest movie on Disney Plus. Great movie. Loved it. There's some spiritual elements in, in Raya that need to be talked about, but we've already seen it together. We've talked about it together. I think that's that's another big point is we talk about everything, or at least we try to, because especially like Disney Plus and Netflix, they're trying to sneak in mm-hmm. um, homosexual relationships. They're trying to sneak in romantic relationships way too early. Disobedience parents, from parents, like all that. All that yeah, sassy uh, kids to their dumb parents, all that stuff. Let's let's have a conversation about why this isn't okay. Let's talk why this is okay. Let's talk about why this joke was funny or not funny, uh, and all everything in between. Yeah, our Grace will uh, she'll she'll kind of let you know what's acceptable and what's not for her. She gets really nervous and scared uh, with stuff on TV. She actually won't watch movies anymore because there's always some sort of like climax in the story where you know, it's just like a little too intense. It may not be like scary, but it's the music dark. You don't know what's going to happen, but like similar to your nine-year-old, she's also gotten very good at using the Apple TV remote, which is kind of a blessing and a curse. And, uh, 
I just remember this one time when Grace was watching TV downstairs. It was like Bubble Guppies or something like that, which is a show that we know she can watch and, and handle. And then Shannon came downstairs and saw that Grace had somehow gotten out of the one app and she was in Amazon Prime and was about five minutes into this show called Hunters. I don't know if you've seen that at all. Basically like a show uh, about Nazi hunters in yes. New York City. Yeah. Uh, so we were like, uh, probably not a good, good show to watch. <laughs> and when you go back and watch the beginning of that first episode that she was watching, uh, they're, they're having a pool party. It's all fun and games. And then oh, all of a sudden this, yes. this former Nazi pulls out a gun and yeah. kills everyone at the party. And so yeah. our four-year-old daughter just watched this mm-hmm. and we're like, uh, what do we do? And so we obviously addressed it with grace basically saying like you don't touch the remote unless mom or dad is with you there's things on tv that you shouldn't see etc but i mean you were you were kind of hinting at this a little bit um what what do we do when things do slip through the cracks like they see something they shouldn't see they hear something they shouldn't hear how do we respond to this as parents um i think you got to gauge how they're affected by it i think because sometimes if it's just innocent and it just passes over them, they don't even notice it mm. like a joke or a word. It might, it, you, you might be able to just be like, Hey, we don't, we don't go to that app. You're only allowed to watch this and that, you know, like, or whatever. But if it affects them, like something scary, something inappropriate, uh, or, or, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be with screens. Like I think our kids have come home from school and they'll say like, Oh, my friend said this what does this word mean? Mm. Why did he, why did this person call me this? Like, it could be a number of things that how does it affect them? What is the context? I think you really have to gauge the maturity of your children as well. Mostly just talk about it, talk it out, talk about where your family stands on the issue, on the topic, why killing Nazis is okay, (laughs) but it's not okay to watch it on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of hearing too. Just hear my sarcasm. <laughs> I, I hear that. I'm kind of hearing too, like it, sure. There's some things that need to be addressed right away too, but there's also no harm in, in you as a parent, like taking a second to, to, to take a step back, see if there's a place in scripture that talks about like uh, this certain topic and be able to sit down with your kids and, and point to scripture too and be like, Hey, this is why as, as Christians, we, we don't watch these things. We don't believe these things that a lot of people in the world are are believing and trying to uh, to get you to believe too so uh, it's an ongoing conversation too it's not a one and done thing where oh i saw this let's address it real quick and move on like that's going to be those ongoing conversations for you as a parent too i'm sure yeah and i think just going back to the proverb scripture we're to train up our children um, we love sports analogies here at the monday morning dad and uh, even if you never showed them TV, there's something to train them on. There's some sin in this world that's com- coming after our children. And just like you would train someone on good form on, on weightlifting or how to shoot a basketball or whatever, training takes reps. It takes doing it the wrong way just to learn how to do it the right way. Like it's an ongoing process and you just have to be a part of your kids' lives. Similar to CrossFit, Ben, you train for the unknown and the unknowable, mm. kind of like, kind of like Beautiful. life too, with your kids. So that's Amen. good. Well, I mean, we've, we've talked a little bit about this. We hear so much about the dangers of, uh, what you're watching on screen or too much screen time, whether that's like physical 
mental, relationally, whatever, but I want to focus on something a little different and see if like, is there anything good that comes from screen time? Is there, how, how can we redeem that screen time with our kids? Uh, I think there's some really good Christian content for kids these days. I'm uh, there, There's like a, it might be like a Buzzfeed or some kind of uh, article floating around social media about like kids shows that we grew up with, like Christian kids shows, like Salty and Donut Man and things like I that. No idea what you're talking about. That's amazing. Well, there's some, there was some pretty terrible kids, Christian kids content growing up that I consumed, like the Donut Man. Do you know the Donut Man? No, I've never heard of this, but I'm going to go look yeah, it up it's... when we're done. It's a guy who owned a donut shop and he taught about Jesus to kids. <laughs> Dude, that sounds like my dream job. What? It's not great. Um, uh, <laughs> and Salty is a giant blue songbook who sung about Jesus. Um, and any a number of things. But there's some really good stuff. I'll just I'll throw out Right Now Media. Right Now Media has some pretty good stuff. Um, I love Slugs and Bugs. <laughs> Are you into Slugs and Bugs? I've watched it. Yeah. We've gotten hooked on, on a few uh, Right Now Media things. Yeah, my kids love it. Um, and then also uh, a quick, if, if, you, if you need to give your phone, which I try not to give my kids my phone at all times because it will break, but the Bible app for kids is pretty good. Um, uh, it's I haven't good seen app. that. Is that like from from uh, Life Church, the same, same creators of the actual Bible app? Yes. Yes. Check it out. It's really good. It's got like games based on Bible stories. And you can do like a little narrator. Like if your kid can't read, it'll read to you. And then once you're done, you can push little characters on the screen and they'll like come to life and do something fun. Um, it's a really well-made app. The Bible app for kids. Check it out. Um, yeah. Sounds good. Well, do I, don't know if, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this or not, but if anyone listening is interested in uh, looking into Right Now Media, hit me up. Uh, either text me or, or shoot me a DM and I'll uh, try to slide you a free login for that. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I know special stuff. Any last thoughts on this, Ben? I, I got I got one last thought. But I want to check with you first. Uh, I'll let you have the last word on this one. I've talked a lot. Yeah. So uh, just as I'm thinking about this and I was talking to, to our neighbor about this this past week too, I think one of the, the challenges for me is just realizing that like in all the screen time that we have, that we're, we're so focused on what's in front of us and these, worldly things that are being thrown at us that uh, I'm a little challenged by, by Colossians three, where Paul's telling us to set our minds on things that are above and not on things that are on earth. And, and like even taking, taking that literally, I, I just even have this huge sense. I sense this huge neglect for God's creation when we're just stuck on screens. Mm -hmm. um, so I, this is what I was talking to my neighbor about. We we're sitting in their backyard and uh, I asked if she, had heard of this thousand hour challenge. Have you ever heard of the thousand hour challenge? I have not. So it's basically based on this idea that kids are spending like 1200 hours or something like that a year on some sort of screen. And so there's this challenge to spend a thousand hours outside during the year, which is, is basically like three hours a day. Maybe not too difficult for you Texans, but for other people <laughs> that live in, in real places in the world, like those winter months, it's going to be hard to be outside for three hours a day. Especially like that means, hey, parents, you have to be outside for, for that amount of time of day. But uh, yeah, so that's the goal. And um, they when I was talking to her about this, they actually tried it last year. And so they were out quite a bit. And um, I don't know, it's just some some cool challenge that I thought would be pretty fun for our family, especially as the weather's getting nice. And we want to make up for some lost time last year too, being around people, meeting people. So I actually did the math for you, Ben. There are 
when this posts, there are 256 days left in the year. That's 768 hours left. So that's going to be my challenge to you is 768 hours outside uh, the rest of this year. So you can get some, and you guys have a playground, like literally in your front yard, you can sit in your garage and watch your kids play on this playground. So that's no, we, do, for you. we do it often. It's, it's a, it's definitely nice. All right, we'll stick around. We'll be back in a hot second to talk about some dad fails and dad wins. All right, Ben, time to break into some dad fails. I know we chatted about this a little bit already. Um, just got some some dad fails from the past couple of weeks. And I'm going to go first because I can't wait to share this one with you. Honestly, you're going to love it. Um, I'm still not sure if I classify this as a dad win or a dad fail. I think that's kind of the same thing I had last week with my Montel Jordan, the, this is how we do it. And trust me, this week has been full of that as well. And we're recording this on Friday. So I'm bound to make that joke again, but anyway, I'll let you be the judge on this one, but all right. So we have church on Sunday nights uh, and we're at this point now with, with COVID stuff where we have all the kids in the service with us. And for the most part, it's fine. Like there's not a whole lot of kids that show up. The kids that do stay, pretty busy with like activities, snacks, all that. And I think everyone else is pretty understanding about it too, which is nice. But this past Sunday, while Jeff was preaching, our girls were like snuggled up on the row next to us, just kind of curled up in a, in a ball. Um, and out of nowhere, Grace just rips one of the loudest farts that she has ever <laughs> had in her life. And of course, it's like the one moment in the sermon when Jeff was dead silent. And if, if any of you guys have heard Jeff, you can go back and listen to a podcast with Jeff too. Like the man can talk and the man can talk loud and he preaches loud and is full of energy. <laughs> the one time in his sermon, when it's quiet, she decides to, to let it rip. And, and that's when the, that's when the texts started coming in from people that were, were in the service with us. Uh, someone thought it was thunder outside another guy in our small group turned to his wife and literally asked her, uh, was that your stomach? And like, granted, th these people are spread out all across the room and, uh, not anywhere near us. Someone wow. saw, saw Shannon like crying from across the room cause she couldn't keep it together. Uh, it was a mess, but I think the, yeah, the best part about it was that grace literally could not have cared less about <laughs> what happened. I don't even think she knew that she farted, wow. uh, which was probably the best part, but now I have a, I have a free pass to, to fart during church and just blame it on my kids. So that's great. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I love that. So is that a, is that a win or a fail? I don't know. Um, I think that's a dad win for sure. I mean, that, I mean, that's a story you're going to tell for the, for a long, long time. That's a good one. It'll be great. All right. What about you? Anything good from these past couple weeks? Uh, I have a pretty good dad fail. Um, so on on Disney Plus there is a uh, a cartoon series on the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm. Highly recommend it. Great cartoon. Uh, and I showed the girls, my two girls who are nine and eight, uh, the whole two seasons worth of of content, and it, it's pretty good. It's it's just you know if if your kids are old enough to enjoy like some bad good guys fighting bad guys, it's pretty good. Well, and not only that, here's a dad win. They know like Black Widow and Iron Man. They can they can they can navigate around the Avengers Marvel universe really well. So I'm like, man, I think they could handle some of the Avengers movies that have come out in the last like ten years or whatever. 
So I started them on Captain America. Loved it. It's a great movie. And they're into it. They're like, oh, my gosh, is that guy Red Skull? And they're like getting hyped about it. And I'm like feeling very, very proud. Um, well, we watched Iron Man, which is a pretty great movie. Here's where the dad fell comes in. So at one point, you know, I'm, I'm just going to get to it. <laughs> uh, the bad guy, Obadiah, he calls Pepper Potts the B word. Mm. He's getting hyped up. He's getting all angry. It's the climax of the movie. And he just, he calls her the B word. And up to this point, I've said, you know, when a, when a language has popped up, I'm just like, guys, bad words. Those are bad words. We don't say those words in our house. And we move on. It's fine. They're used to this now. So he says the word and I and and I'm like, oh, bad words, bad words. And my daughter, Nora, very cool. She's the coolest kid I know. And she just very coolly turns and says, well, someone called this girl a B word at school. But she didn't say B word. She said the word. Mm -hmm. Like straight up, like clear as crystal, just said it all the <laughs> It was just, and me and my wife looked at each other like, oh my God, did you just say that? <laughs> we didn't say anything. We we're just sort of like shocked. And I'm like, but you know, that's a bad word, right? We don't say those words. She's like, oh yeah, I know. I was just telling you. Oh, like, <laughs> so what a, I think what she, a timely dad fail for this episode. It's so timely. And she, you know, she's super innocent enough that she just was literally just conveying the information to us. Yeah. That she had experienced this in real life and then she just turned and started watching the movie again and it, it was what it was but um that story was definitely on my mind as we were preparing for this episode <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine yeah because then me and robin robin my wife is we were just saying like should we do we need to talk to her do we need to get mad at her we decided not to it was innocent enough but we're definitely will be extra careful when we get to things like Guardians of the Galaxy. We might have to wait a few years for Guardians of the Galaxy and um, things like that. But hilarious nonetheless. No, that's good stuff, man. I mean, it's not good stuff, but thank you for sharing that one anyway. Well, folks, that's uh, that's all for this week. And I know screen time is like it's going to be that constant thing that we have to worry about, that we have to uh, work through, that we have to lead our families through. So just want to encourage you to take some, some baby steps this week. Like think about how you may be able to redeem that screen time. If you're watching Netflix, hit me up for that right now. Media thing It's described as the Netflix, like the Christian Netflix, not quite, but it's some good content for you. Uh, kind of like Ben was saying, have some great conversations with the kids about what's, what they're watching, whether it's good stuff or the B word on uh, Iron Man. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> get outside a little bit, whatever it is. Uh, have some fun with it. And until next time, let's go get those wins up. <laughs> <laughs>